Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colton Nost and Drew Stoltz. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we're not in the same place. I'm currently grinding my way, trying to get back to Phoenix. Um, so it's been a rough travel day coming from the Scottish Open. But you know what? We're going to get this thing done. I know you had a great week in Tahoe. I was over in Scotland for the Genesis Scottish Open where Xander Schauffele, our guy, wins yet again. Put on an absolute clinic over there. The man is just rolling right now. If you go back, he won the Travelers and then... He won the, I know the J.P. McManus was a pro-am, but it was against a stacked field. He won that, and then he goes over, and he wins again at the Scottish Open. The guy's on a heater. Yeah, all this talk about, oh, he hasn't won this. He hasn't won an individual event. Oh, he hasn't won an individual event on the PGA Tour. He won the gold medal. He won with the, the, you know, the Zurich with Patrick Cantlay. Finally put all that to bed. Now he's won two in a row, not, in, not even counting that J.P. McManus, like you said, which was a great field. I mean, the dude's uh, figured it out, and we're going to make our picks a little, a little bit later for the Open Championship, but... Damn, I'm going to feel like an idiot if I don't pick Xander Schauffele. I mean, we've been waiting for this. I feel like I've picked him 100 times for FanDuel uh, throughout the year, and now all of a sudden it's starting to roll. But, um, dude, he's he's doing kind of what we expect him to do all the time. He plays well, and now he, instead of finishing second, third, fourth, things like that, he's just figured out a way to win, and he's humming. And uh, good on you, mate. Cheerio, top of the morning. Good to have you on your death march back from Scotland. That's First off, that's Australian. That was horrendous. Don't even Cheerio, cheerio is, is, uh, is English, I believe. But man, I'll I tell you one thing. We did. Up. We got so lucky over there with the weather. The wind was crazy. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I actually played in the pro am. Wednesday got paired with our guy Justin Thomas for nine holes and Matt Kuchar for nine holes. I mean, it was it was comedy hour out there, dude. It was gusts up to fifty miles an hour. It was so much fun to play in one because it didn't matter, uh, but it was just insane. And then Sunday was like Palm Springs out there. It was seventy five degrees, as they called over there, a scorcher. They couldn't believe how hot it was. I was like, this is the nicest day I've ever walked in commentating golf. And these people are like, it's too hot. we got to get out of here. <laughs> I was like, you guys are unbelievable over here. But I'm very excited to get back to America. So these, Jim Nance and I were talking. There's about four days a year probably in Scotland where if you're in a hotel, you need air conditioning. And we were just there for all of them. I mean, you talk about the most miserable time. These rooms are so insulated and the weather was warmer than normal. It was disgusting trying to sleep at night. It's good. A little sweat box in there, you know what I mean? Sweat oh. out the demons, sweat out the poisons. I, I could use a little sweat box myself right about now. But, dude, you got that weather. I was watching earlier today for the uh, practice rounds for the Open Championship. Uh, St. Andrews looks the exact same way right now. It was short sleeves. The flags were limp. Guys were driving 18, no problem. I watched Tiger Woods hit it over the back of the green there. I am praying for the Open Championship that we get some wind. I looked at the forecast last night. It looks like Saturday has some real wind. Gusts above 30, kind of 15 to 25 steady. The other days look like 10 to 15 maybe, which isn't a whole lot. I'm praying that we get some breeze over there for that thing. Otherwise, I'm a little bit worried about uh, what the boys might do to St. Andrews. Yeah, and that was the talk all last week um, around Renaissance Club was just if this weather carries over into St. Andrews, I mean, it's going to be a birdie fest. They're going to be able to drive yeah. six, seven, possibly eight greens over there if if the wind is is down. And, I mean, they have had no rain. The ball is running like crazy, like Chez from a fundraiser, as we like to say. I mean, the mm -hmm. ball just does not stop going. I mean, I was hitting drives over 350 yards in the prime on Wednesday when it was downwind. It was, but you're, it was a beast. Awesome. you're on the new speed program, though, Doc. You know, has that yeah, kicked in? Really, it hadn't started yet. All the mm. uh, tenants and cocktails we had over there, I think, kind of slowed me down a little bit. But it was still a fun mm -hmm. week. But it makes me appreciate the United States of America a lot. I, I'm very happy with going over there for one week a year. A lot of hard bread and warm drinks. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing over there. But, yeah, dude, 
I think Nick Faldo shot 18 under at St. Andrews a long time ago, and he wasn't driving it the way these guys are today. I am praying for some wind. Otherwise, I'm terrified for what's going to happen to St. Andrews. I don't need carnage every week, but I want it at the Open Championship every single time. And with four majors, I like to see him challenge, and um, I'm a little bit scared. I hope the forecast change as it can over there, and, and we get something. But um, I'm fearful for what this winning score might be. It's firm and fast, which is going to make it hard, yeah. but I don't care. And before we move, I got to tell you though this, because I did win some money off our guy, Ricky Fowler, because he doubted me going into the pro-am. He was a few groups behind me. The wind's whipping on the range, going 40. Um, and we get out there. And I'm playing the up teams with the amateurs. It's like 6,100 yards probably. And he's told me my over-under for each nine was 39 and a half. And all I had to do is beat it once for 100. I shot even with Kuchar on the second nine. No problem. Dusted him. Pay me, son. Pay up, Rick. Richard. He did. He threw, I was walking to 17. Their house they were staying in was on number in between eight and 17. So I was walking that way. He was standing up on the balcony as I was following Speed's group and he threw me $100 down. And it was so damn windy, I had to go chase it. But I was about I to say, it. dude, how far are you willing to go for that hundo? I haven't seen I you move it. too fast in your days, but there hadn't been a hundred bill on the line. It's true. I got it quickly. But it, we are on to the Open Championship. St. Andrews, the 150th Open Championship. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And two of life's greatest pleasures are golf and scotch whiskey. And they have a lot in common. Both take time, skill, and dedication to master. Both have been perfected over centuries of hard work and innovation. And most significantly, they both are a deep, rich Scottish heritage. In fact, one of the world's most prestigious golf tournaments will soon return to its Scottish roots at St. Andrews, the world's most historic golf course, which is just down the road from Aberfeldy, the home of Dewar's blended Scotch whiskey. As a new champion is crowned, it seems appropriate to raise a glass of Dewar's, the most awarded blended Scotch whiskey in history. So pour yourself a Dewar's and take a moment to appreciate all the long, rich Scottish traditions that made your favorite sport and the world's favorite blended scotch so absolutely perfect and so perfect together. Enjoy responsibly. It's now time for the Dewar's Cheers moment of the week. By the way, I think Amanda Balionis and myself tried to drink all of Scotland out of Dewar's because we were killing the old fashions last week. That's it. Win it in Rome, great. dude. You got you to gotta partake when you're over there. You do. All right. So for my cheers moment of the week, Sleaze, I'm going to give a big shout out to a guy a lot of people might know, but his name's Jordan Smith. Played in the Scottish Open last week. He's ranked 122nd in the world. The 17th hole is a part of three out there. And it's not very easy. It's around 200 yards. Normally plays with a pretty hard right to left crosswind. Um, the field average for the week on the 17th was 3.19. Jordan Smith's scoring average for the week, 1.75. Solid. He made a, he made a two- a one, and then another two twos. And when he made the one on Friday, he won a car for him, a Genesis for himself and his caddy. And then on Saturday and Sunday, he hit it to a foot on both days. Almost made it three days in a row. It was incredible. Can you win multiple cars in that deal? What if you make it twice? They got to dish out four cars, two for you, no. two for your loop? There was a rule. Only one car to each, the player and the caddy. But my God, if he would have made another one, you, I was like, you got to give him something. You got it. I got to think that's the last thing they're worried about when they're putting this. Like, how, what if a guy makes two? It's yeah. normally just it's just up there I as mean, a prop. And it was like fours and five hours. Like it's it's not. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the hoop he made. It had fifteen feet of break on it too. Went in there. It was unbelievable. I thought it was Spieth. And then I heard Greller talking to Spieth about it on the range, saying, "Hey, uh, his caddy get, his caddy gets a car too. His caddy mm -hmm. gets one. He was leaning on him heavy for that car." Uh, that's Jordan pretty was good, playing uh, safe. Jordan was playing safe on purpose. <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't need a car. I'll take a three here rather than risk making it and having to give you a whip. Um, but right, I'm going to give you my. You, you had a hell of a week up in Tahoe. Our friends oh my at God. Belt. Tell me a little bit about it. Oh, my God, dude. That is a time up there. I tell you this, buddy boy. We saw some long drives from some pro, from some celebs. Saw some not so long drives from some celebs. Uh, 
Had a few drinky poos, flipped a few cards. It's just a hell of a time up there. I'll give you my, my uh, doer's moment of the week. So a lot of guys coming through. There's like a handful of guys in the celebrity long drive, right? I'm emceeing the celebrity long drive all day. Two shotguns. Everyone comes through. There's about, I don't know, maybe eight guys you figure that could win this thing if they connect, right? Well, one of them is Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, has an unbelievable golf swing. For a guy that doesn't play golf ever, really, and is a superstar tight end, his golf swing is nice. If he ever wanted to be good, he could be really good. Well, he gets up there. He's playing in the group right behind Patrick Mahomes. They're never more than, like, 10 feet apart from one another. He gets up, and all the fans, all the Chiefs fans are showing up. Well, they all want a video of Kelsey, like, shotgunning a beer. That's kind of his thing. He does it all around the golf course, right? Gets up there, shotguns a beer, waves to the fans, talks to him, comes over talking to me a little bit, what's leading, all this stuff. Someone else comes up, wants him to shotgun another one. So he shotguns another one on camera right there. So he's had two beers in the last seven minutes. Uh, I can't imagine it was his first and second of the day. He gets up there, and I'm like, 343 is leading. John Lester hit a missile, and he's like, okay, I got that. Right after his two shotgun beers, steps up. You get two attempts, Colt. Each celebrity gets two. First one unleashes. I thought he had it. 340 on the fly. This thing was all carry. Okay, they were, and it was no accuracy. You didn't have to hit the fairway, so everyone was just letting loose. 340 on the first, nice. 339 on the second, back to back. We saw some dudes hit some long ones, but then they'd follow it with like a quick hook or a huge slice or something like that. Two missiles off the jump from Travis Kelsey. Got to talk to him a little bit throughout the week. Uh, he's my new favorite guy in that event that I didn't know prior. He is good at golf for given how much he plays, and he hits rockets, and he has a pretty good time out there while he's doing it. He's a monster, incredible athlete. I've seen him shotgun the beers. Uh, he likes to have a good time. And I know you did up there with our friends at Corbell. Oh, dude, Corbell, the best. They put on a hell of an event. By the way, sidebar, Chuck got up there in front of all the fans, teed it off, put it up there, walked back, took two enormous, huge breaths, walked in and hit one right down the middle. And at that moment, I bet on him to finish in the top 70 Colt in the field. And he finished 74th. I don't know what happened, yeah. dude. He looked so good in the long drive. He club on ball, everything. I was like, dude, all he's got to do is make better. a bunch of bogeys. He's getting, getting close. Lost me a little bit of loot. He, by the way, shout out to him. He bet 50 grand for Aaron Rodgers, uh, whoever won. His bet was if he won, he got to cut his man butt off. If he lost, he gave 25K to Aaron Rodgers' charity. He has 0% chance of winning that, and he mm -hmm. still bet it anyways. And he only lost by 76 points, Colt. So it was right there. He was right there. He was right, right there. there. But it was a hell of a week, hell of a good time. Shout out to Corbell. And whether sipping mimosas on the back nine with your favorite foursome or popping a bottle during the final round of a major, Corbell has been there for America's love of golf since 1882. Corbell, California Champagne is a proud sponsor of the American Century Championship. Corbell, make it gold. Please enjoy responsibly. 2022 F. Corbell and Brothers, Sonoma County, California. Producers of fine California method Champonese Champagnes for 140 years. Corbell is a registered trademark. All rights reserved, Colt, obviously. I, I love it. I'm very jealous you got to spend the week in Tahoe. Um, looked like a lot of fun. Hopefully the schedule works out and I can go up there next year. Otherwise, I'll be in Scotland again, getting a, getting amongst it with my Scottish friends over there, drinking a lot of Dewars. But this it's week, we best. got a man who, who cannot drink Dewars legally, at least. But we legally. got the NCAA champion, a guy that's just going to be a freaking superstar, in my opinion. He reminds me a lot of Justin Thomas, the way he go, goes about it. But we got Gordon Sargent joining us on Golf Subpar. Yeah, how about the kid just coming out as a freshman, winning a little NCAA championship, ball speed crazy, and uh, opting to go back to Vanderbilt. Why would you want to leave, dude? You're Nashville, Nashville, and you're a star athlete, and you can get paid now to be in college. Pretty damn good deal. I love it. Well, let's get to it. Here's Gordon Sargent on Golf Subpar. 
All right, ladies and gents, we got a champ in the house with us today. Just finished up his freshman year at Vanderbilt where he picked up the NCAA individual title, was named a first-team All-American, also won himself the Phil Mickelson Award for top freshman. And if you haven't seen it yet, the dude hits rockets, folks. Gordon Sargent, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me on, guys. Looking forward to it. Rockets, bud. Can we? Can you? Rockets. Can you just go ahead and make us feel real old, real quick? Were you born in two thousand three? Two thousand three. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I was getting out of high school, dude. I was was doing big shit by the time he was born. (laughs) (laughs) Huge, huge thing. Let's start with this though, just because I said with the Rockets. Give me your. We saw you at the Greyhawk out there. The first playoff hole, I believe you hit 194 ball speed. Is that, I don't give a shit what it is, but was that adrenaline? Is that normal? What do you cruise at? It, it was actually kind of funny. We were talking about it at breakfast, like me and one other teammate, what our highest ball speeds were. And mine was like, I had gotten, Will Gordon had sent, y'all know he played at Vanderbilt a couple yeah, years yeah, ago. Will. He sent me a text of his ball speed numbers. He got like 192 and was like kind of flexing on me and like, so that afternoon, I kind of hit, I hit one ninety two and a half and like gave up, gave it right back to him. But uh, that was my highest at the time. And then I guess I hadn't done it, I hadn't seen it in like a couple months. But I guess it was definitely a little bit. It helped that it was one hundred twenty degrees, dry heat, um, <laughs> and there was a little adrenaline there. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't believe it at first, and then I saw. But the other guys like wasn't like too juice. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was close to that. Got her up. I thought yours was 191. Goddard up was like 188, and the kid from Oklahoma State was like 184. You all just hit beautiful tee shots down there yeah. on 18 in regulation. But the, where does the speed come from? I mean, how much do you weigh? Be honest. Don't Will Zalatoris uh, and lie to us. How much do you really weigh? You, okay. You grew a lot like in the last year or so, though, according to some yeah, friends well, of yours, like right? Yeah, like senior year of high school, uh, I just remember like guys on the team were like, yeah, you better be ready for those workouts. And I was like – like I haven't done anything like I'll just go work out like once a week, you know, so started working out a little bit more and gained a little bit of height. So that, that definitely helped. And I don't know, I, I, I'm not a very good at trying to swing it easy with the driver. So just let it go. Why would you? Shit. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's say how much speed have you picked up in the last two, three years from, from when you were a sophomore in high school to your freshman year in college? I I'm not sure, but like, I it definitely helped like, cause I was smaller, like learning how to swing when like you're trying to gain as much distance as possible, but probably like, so sophomore year high school, I'd probably say close to like 20 miles an hour club head speed. Whew. So I, I don't what know is what, the, what is the club head speed right now? Cruiser cruiser. Speed. Probably like 125. Yeah, me too. Dude. That's it. I know it's about the same. So with Colts on a mission right now, let's tell them about what you're doing. Colts I, going through some, I've routine or regimen or whatever he's oh, trying to gain speed he's trying to go from started yet. 102 <laughs> to 110 seeing as you cruise it at 125 give my man what what kind of advice would you give him to pump those numbers up those are rookie numbers uh i'm trying to think here maybe, maybe just like i don't know you just gotta let it loose don't be afraid to hit those uh first off i swing it as hard time. as i can I okay what else do you got yeah so <laughs> this recently started with mark blackburn who i worked with at the end of my career and then um, when we saw Matt Fitzpatrick and his stack swings, uh, swing trainer thing and everything. So we just decided we're going to do this fun. We're going to document it and see how fast I can get up to. Cause I don't play anymore. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I just want to see how fast I can get. What's the, what's the time frame? Oh, I don't I got nothing but time. forever. <laughs> yeah. Forever. <laughs> so, wait. So is one Oh two accurate or no? Yeah. It's about one Oh two, one Oh three. Probably. You think you can get but to one ten? Yeah. Yeah, with some dedication, which I have actually a lot of dedication. <laughs> what are we doing? Six months? Is that six months? I bet I can get to one ten. 
That's the good bet. That's what we should set it up. We need video documentation. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. isn't about me. This He's is about Gordon. There. <laughs> yeah, but he was giving you advice on yeah. it. When you play with short hitters, Gordon, are you just like, what is the matter with you? Why don't you like, how do you not just hit it further? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's so easy for you. Like, it was kind of funny. Like, last year, like, during high school golf, it was kind of just like, I mean, half the kids you're playing with just aren't very good, so you, like, expect to hit it by them. But then, like, I just remember at the Sunny Hana, there was that long drive contest that they have on that uh, 10th hole, or no, the first hole, which is, like, 40 yards downhill and it's like straight downwind and it's like people are hitting it like 410 yards and you're like you step up there and you're like all right you know what and i hit one like i don't know close to 400 and you're like all right well it's downwind and then at the northeast like i don't know i hit one and it was like 190 ball speed and i was like geez i didn't even know i had that yeah <laughs> that's, juice, that's but... some serious speed is there anyone you played with in college this year i know god up can move it pretty good but is there anyone in college besides him maybe that can keep it up with you that uh that kid from Arizona, Chase Sinkowitz, I'm not 100% sure how to say his last name. He hits it pretty far. I haven't played with him, but I've just seen his numbers, and they're, they're definitely up there. Well, you got to be really happy with where your game is at, considering how far you hit it and where the game of golf is trending. I mean, if you're not a bomber, good luck on the PGA Tour right now. Yeah, it, I, it's definitely helped. Like, I mean, and also, like, not – that I'm hitting driver on every single hole, but like you have the freedom to hit a three iron or a three wood and still be in fine position, not like way back. So that's going to help me. Cause like coach kind of talked about just kind of getting the ball in play and eliminating those big numbers this year, which has helped me. So just kind of hitting a lot of three wood and three irons off the tee when like a driver just doesn't fit your eye or something. Like I did that at Greyhawk a lot and, you know, definitely changed in match play a little bit, but just kind of keeping it in front of you. Give me a stock seven iron. 185. That's nice. Yeah. Makes things easier. That's at least like relatively yeah, that's not normal crazy, level man. stuff, <laughs> not 194 ball speed type stuff. He's got gears. But when you were growing up, obviously you're a stud golfer, your best golfer in Alabama, number two, I think, in all of in the junior rankings. Did you play any other sports at all? Uh, I played baseball and basketball. Uh, I played baseball like pretty competitively till into, I either had to choose pretty much baseball or golf. Uh, and I chose golf after sixth grade. And then just played basketball for fun through like basically through high school um, and don't play much at all now. Wasn't very good, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we we've sort we've gotten to know the Vanderbilt baseball team pretty well. So like we'll still like we went to their pitching facility um, right before regionals, which is probably not the best idea. Coach was not very happy about that one. We had a uh, Sherwood decided to roll his ankle. That's why you saw the ankle brace on at nationals, mm -hmm. but uh that that talk was not not very fun but um yeah we we're still in pretty invested in the baseball team <laughs> yeah go throw your shoulder out and roll your ankle yeah right before nationals. right before Dude, nationals. We won't get out too hard, coach. play some intramurals <laughs> while you're at it well yeah you, you grew up in birmingham i mean you won everything you can win in junior golf in alabama was was it tough to pass up alabama or auburn as a homegrown kid i feel like a lot of the talent stays down there or did you want to get out yeah i like once I went to Vanderbilt, I knew I kind of went. Or once I visited there, I knew I kind of wanted to go there. But also, like my high school's forty-five minutes from Tuscaloosa and two hours from Auburn, and I was kind of to the point where I was like, you know, I think seventy-five percent of my high school went to was split between those two schools. So I was kind of kind of wanted to get out of there a little bit. Um, and like I still stay in touch with all my friends who go there and stuff, and we hang out when back in Birmingham. But I kind of wanted to get out of there a little bit. I don't see what you like about Nashville. I mean, country music, pretty girls. We're yeah, there's out. really nothing to do, but uh, <laughs> just lock we'll, in on the studies. Was yeah. there anywhere else you considered? 
was Vander it came down to Vanderbilt and anybody else or was it just always Vanderbilt? Uh, mainly Vanderbilt and a few other SEC schools. Not like I like I said, Vanderbilt kind of stuck out when I visited there, but um yeah, I like Georgia. I like I enjoyed Georgia. My good friends with the I love the coaches, but uh so it's kind of pick between Vanderbilt and Georgia. My dad went to Georgia too, so he he wasn't Athens. He wasn't too biased, but just rip Coach Hack's heart out. Yeah, yeah, that had to hurt. That had to hurt. So Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl rolls around. You got an allegiance to either? I don't. I mean, it. it wow. You kind of say like the Alabama fans are like obnoxious and like it, it's like the Patriots. It's like you just don't want to see them win. That's kind of how Alabama is sometimes. But uh, no, I, I don't really care. Yeah, guys like Justin, Justin Thomas, Justin worst Thomas, fan. obnoxious. Him and yeah. Trey Mullinex are arguably the two worst fans I've ever seen. I mean, it's, yeah, like it's full funny on pouting it's when they funny, lose. Funny, like watching, but like when you see their team lose, the other side's going to make excuses. So it's pretty funny listening to those and just hearing why they lost and how you just don't care. <laughs> yeah, being from Birmingham, you know that. I mean, they got some really good players there. I mean, Trey lives there. Smiley Kaufman. Um, I think there's quite a few others. You got any games when you go back home to Birmingham? With any of the yeah, tour players? I play, with, uh, I play with Patrick Martin a lot, who played graduate from Vanderbilt. Play with Trey a decent amount. Smiley, uh, he's not out there too much, but I'll play with him. Play with Sepp Straka a couple times. Yeah, uh, Sepp's great. Robin Shelton's out there. Uh, Michael Johnson, who's on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, there's like a group of probably 15, 20 guys that play pretty often. So, yeah, it's a good group of guys to hang out with. Where do you normally play there? Uh, Shoal Creek. That's where that's where most of them play too, which is which yeah. is nice. All right, before we get back to our interview with Gordon Sargent, I want to tell you about TaylorMade. High bombs, low cutters, flighted wedges, flop shots to tucked pins. The beauty of golf is that in any given round, you get to play so many different types of shots. That's why you need the ball that's made to be better on every shot in golf. The TP5 and TP5X from TaylorMade. With the TP5 and TP5X, no matter what shot you're facing, you'll have the confidence to step in and think, I love it. Stock fade. Love it. Step on a three wood. Love it. Knock it down under the wind. Love it. Whatever shot you need to pull off, the TaylorMade TP5 and 5X were made to do it better than any other ball in golf. Whether we're talking about the final round of a major or a casual round with your buddies on any given Saturday. That's why players like Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood, and so many other pros trust TP5 and TP5X every week. Looking for a little more feedback around the greens? Both TP5 and 5X come in picks for better visual feedback around the greens and a little extra flair. So if you want to step into every shot you face and think, I love it, try the most complete ball in golf. Head to TaylorMadeGolf.com and use the promo code SUBPAR for free shipping. Now let's get back to Gordon Sargent. You know, you just won the NCAA championship, obviously, the up-and-coming star in college golf. Without getting into any numbers or anything, I think we're genuinely genuinely curious because this is a brand-new thing. What's the NIL stuff look like for college golfers? Like, we see what football players are getting. They're getting cars and stuff. Are there opportunities there for golfers? I, I don't think a college golfer is going to be getting a Lamborghini, uh, even though I wish. <laughs> like, I, I, who's that guy at Texas that got a Lamborghini or something? I don't, I don't even know. Quinn Ewers? So, probably someone like that. But um, – yeah, I think it's more like like there are things about club companies paying some guys and like I use Talis and Footjoy and they've been kind of hesitant on that. Um, but I don't know. Like the, it, it's like you see some people that like go for like the restaurants and stuff that like just like the post Instagram story when you go eat there and stuff. But coach like coach has been like told us we can ask him whatever questions, but he hasn't been like forcing us to do anything. And I think most of the guys are kind of just like seeing how everything works and trying to figure out the stuff. But um, 
I don't know. We've, he's always told us good golf takes care of everything. So that's kind of what we're focused on. That's he's right. right. He's I mean, right. With, but with the NIL stuff, obviously there is a chance to make some money. Then there's the PGA tour U, which if you stay four years can get you access to the corn Ferry tour with all that. I mean, I'm sure there's been whispers in your ear about possibly leaving school early and stuff like that. But with all that other stuff, does it make you want to stay in school for four years? Yeah, I think so like we, I just really enjoy like, like my first year, I feel like I kind of like grew a lot, not only as like golfer, but as a person and, Everyone talks about college is the best years of their life. So I've kind of just committed to, to staying all four years and hanging out with the guys on the team and getting to know everyone a little bit better. And why would you want to leave Nashville? Yeah, I mean, Nashville, Nashville for God. free. Yeah, there's worse you're places. 18. There's worse places to be. You're 18. Yeah. You can't yeah. really enjoy it all. Yet, way, but they're still right. Senior year. And then, then it's really Nashville. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Keep your head down. Until I'll come then. visit good you. Good decisions. Your right. <laughs> it's good decisions. I, I like it there quite a bit. But let's talk a little bit about NCAAs because you had the lead going into the final day of the stroke play for the individual title. You had a superstar pairing that last day. And I know it played really, really tough. You actually made four bogeys, no birdies, and managed yeah. to get into a playoff. But what was that day like being, you know, a freshman, have the lead at the biggest tournament of the year? Well, take us through that day. Yeah, like we played – so that was our second afternoon. We played afternoon the first day and like it, there were some, like it was, I thought it was set up pretty well. Like it was tough, but like definitely score. I think I shot even and was in like eighth place or something, but then we played the two next two mornings at like six 30. So like no win for the front nine and it was pretty scorable. And um, like played two nice rounds a day and going to the last day we knew it was going to be windy. And like, I was playing with like I was leading and then, uh, Goddard was in second and Eugene was in third. So it's kind of like, you kind of felt like that was like, who was going to come down to. Um, and yeah, it was, we get, a, it was blowing pretty good. Pins were pretty tough and Limbaugh was walking me the whole time. And it was kind of just like managing expectations the whole day. Cause like there are a couple holes that like, you just like six and seven, it's like six is a 350 yard par four, but it's like, you're hitting eight iron into it if you lay up and you have to hit it 40 feet left of the pen. So just like kind of understanding that is how the day is going to go and just staying patient was like pretty important. Um, keeping the ball in play and, you know, like I didn't make any birdies, but I just felt like I kind of like, I mean, I, I feel like I could definitely could have made a few birdies, didn't make many putts at all, but like just not making doubles was huge um, and keeping the ball in front of you. You seem pretty cool, calm and collected. Like, what were the nerves like for you that last day? I mean, it was like, I was like kind of nervous, but like we were obviously like focused on like the team aspect, like making match play. And I mean, we were all were playing solid, so we didn't really have to worry about that. And then um, I don't know. It was kind of just like, you were definitely nervous, but it was like a good nerves. Like, like I feel like I definitely would have been more nervous if it was like the final match to win the national championship. But uh I don't know. Having Coach Sabo with there was pretty like comforting and we just kind of picked some comfortable shots and, and kept hitting them and didn't hit. I mean, I hit some pretty bad shots on the back nine, but kind of got away with some of them and was fortunate enough to, I thought I made that putt on 18 in regulation, but then yeah. was fortunate enough to get into the playoff. It's gotta be a weird feeling when you accomplish such a huge goal in your young career, you become NCAA individual champion. And then all of a sudden you got to wake up the next morning and try to pursue another one. Like it doesn't give it a chance to like soak in or to really celebrate you yeah, know, ever was, since like, they switched it to match like, play. Yeah. Someone was asking me how I was going to celebrate. And I was like, well, we tee off at six forty-five tomorrow morning and we yeah. got to go get dinner and stuff. So probably go get something to eat and go to bed. But uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Cause like, 
like we were like number one, number one seed match play. So like we still like there was just so much work to be done left. So it was kind of just like you just have to wait until the week's over to soak it in a little bit. Did you get to celebrate after the week was over? Yeah, we did. We so I so like I was playing US Open sectionals on I guess the sixth and we got back on the second. So we had a couple of days to celebrate. Love that. Is it weird coming back? Like you win the national championship. Typically, if you come, if the football team wins or something, you come back and you're in school and everybody's going to celebrate and pat you on the back and you come back and school's already out. Yeah, we came back and like basically on campus, it was just us and the baseball team. So and they had just left for regionals. So we were like we I don't think I saw a single person that went to Vanderbilt when we got back. Like we I think we got back and like got to the airport, got to the van and uh, coach dropped us off at uh, the athletic center and was like, all right, boys, I, I guess this is it. And like, I had like a meeting with them the next day, but other than that, it was like not, not too much going on in, um, on campus and stuff. Yeah. And as a college kid, obviously I, I would imagine one day your goal is to be on the PGA tour, play this game professionally and everything. All the talk right now is about the live golf tour and everything like that. Some young guys have gone over there, Andy Ogletree, uh, James Pyatt, do you have any thoughts on that tour at all? I, I think it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it exactly. Like John Cook last night was talking and he said, like, you can understand at the point where it's like, like DJ, I kind of get it. He's to the point where he's like, obviously he shows the money that he doesn't care, but he cares. But like, if you're just going to go make $200 million in the last four years of your career and not play golf anymore, it's like, why not? But if you're like, I don't know, there's, like i'm not gonna judge anyone that goes over there that much but like if you're worried about like playing on the pga tour and winning on the pga tour i think that's like what you're looking for like charles Schwartzel goes over there and it's like he's not playing on the pga tour really anymore so like that that i understand but um i don't know I, what about like the kid from arizona state that went over there as an amateur and he gets the nil deal and everything like yeah so that's I, like, it's an interesting situation yeah i don't know how that's gonna work it's like i'm guessing he won't be on pga tour you or anything is that is that correct? I, yeah, we. I, that's the first we've ever seen of it. So I guess he'll yeah. set the standard. Yeah, I like. I don't. I don't. I don't get the. Like the only thing I don't like about it is like the PGA Tour is like you can't like if you don't if you don't have status there you can't like they're saying you can't play in our events but also you can't play in their events so it's like there's definitely kind of like a a little bit of controversy there but I think with the PGA Tour union stuff like that's kind of what college players are focused on right now and like I don't know what's going to happen when someone who's played live goes to try and sign up for Q school and sees what happens. Cause like I talked to, I talked to Goddard up at national championships and I think they had a live event or they have a live event in New Jersey, maybe two weeks from now or something. And he said that they like offered him a spot in the field and he like obviously accepted, but like if there's PJ tour, like you can't play PJ tour, he's not going to play. So I think it's like the most of the college kids are focused on PJ tour. Yeah. As in my opinion, as they should be. I mean, that's what, yeah. Everybody grows up dreaming of playing on, and the PGA Tour is always going to be there. But let's let's talk about the PGA Tour. Let's say, fast forward, you're done with school. You can pick any PGA Tour event to be your first one other than a major. What would it be? Where would you want to start on the PGA Tour? Probably the Memorial. Seems like a pretty right. sweet venue. Get some mistakes for sure. <laughs> that's and actually perfect because it's, you know, start of June right after NCAAs. Yeah. Great yeah. timing. That, that would be hey, Jack, that would make sense. I know Jack's listening, so just Jack, in a couple of years, go ahead and give Gordon yeah, a sponsor. You, you can go ahead and write me, write me a letter, and I'll accept. 
There you go. Perfect. That's final. I know you got a busy summer schedule with amateur events. Are you getting any uh, looks for sponsors exemptions or planning on playing any tour events this summer? Uh, not this summer. Maybe like, like, and then we'll focus going to college golf, but then maybe in the off season a little bit, maybe try and play like the RSM or something. Like I haven't, I haven't really pursued it at all in looking at it, but I don't know. And then maybe there's a corn fair event in Nashville, uh mm-hmm. it's during like secs and or it's in between secs and regionals which we have like a three four week break um next year so maybe try and plan that or something but i i haven't really looked at it kind of been focusing on this week and then palmer cup next week palmer cup awesome yeah and you mentioned nashville the corn Ferry event that's out at the grove i believe yeah, it's it a very very nice place there's some great golf courses in nashville have you got a chance to go out to troubadour at all yeah we went out there after secs um it's a, it's a pretty cool spot. Kind of just do whatever you want. It's awesome. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> See any of the any of the starlets running around? It's a, uh, it's a hop, hopping spot. There were a couple like country music singers out there. Like I don't even remember who they were, but we we saw them, and there weren't that many people out there. So we I think we played like twenty seven holes in like four and a half hours, and just just hung out. <laughs> It's a good spot to hang out. Very yeah, good spot. No doubt about it. Uh, what are your, some other favorite courses there in Nashville? Y'all play at what y'all, is y'all's Legends? Is that Legends. What we play at Vanderbilt Legends Club, which is yeah. in Franklin, like 20 minutes south. And we'll play Golf Club of Tennessee a little bit, um, especially in the fall we played there. Um, that's a pretty cool spot. They're actually building another course there, um, which should open in a couple of years. But um, that's sweet. And then we played Hillwood for the first time Uh right before regionals maybe and that's that's a good spot there's a like hillwood bellmead and i think there's one other but we've kind of i mean most of our qualifying is at vanderbilt legends but we've kind of switched it up a little bit in the in the spring but um yeah there's there's a pretty good amount of course we haven't we did not make it out to the grove this year um but i've heard it's pretty sweet yeah it looks really really nice what's school look like for you you got any plans on what you're majoring in or anything like that uh yeah i'm gonna major in econ um Ooh, just hard yowzas. yeah i <laughs> our first econ major on yeah. the show congratulations I'm not, I'm not the best like uh english and reading person so i i can do some math sometimes but uh <laughs> i i'm going into i got some calculus next next in the fall so might have a little bit of summer summer catch up on that one from high school but uh yeah um, i'm gonna do econ and just took up basically all freshman classes last year Here's all you need to know. Supply right here, demand. Bam, you're a major <laughs> yeah. econ major. Now, that's downwards, it. you gotta match them demand. things up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Keynesian model right there. You get into well, that a little uh, bit. All right, we're gonna mix it up know, a little bit. The, if I don't know the answer to a question, I'll just I'll just write that and then quote you, and maybe they'll give me credit. Yeah. You'll be fine. They'll have you teaching the class the by sleeves. the end of the semester. Yeah. Dude. From Professor Sleeves will be making guest speaking appearance. I'll be right down there. Awesome. We're going to do a little fun rapid fire with you here. Mix it up a little bit. Uh, you want me to start this off, Slace? Yeah, we got to let people get to know you. You're up and coming on the scene. People are going to see you on the screen. We need to know a little, right. just a little deep dive here. All right. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this from the way you've talked so far, but favorite Vanderbilt sport to attend? Uh, baseball games. Figured that. That was kind of a giveaway. They're really good, right? The Yeah, they are good. They've... Uh... A couple guys on the team like to play golf, so we like talking talking about talking with them about it, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, get good seats. Probably get better seats at the football game, though, just walking <laughs> in. Probably harder to get yeah, in that baseball true. game. 
if we just walk into the baseball games like like we're supposed to be there, then then we'll be fine. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, you're in the home of country music, but I want to I want to know this top three artists on your recently played list. Can I pull it up? Yeah, dude. Like, give us the live. Of course there's probably some do whatever you some, want. Some Morgan Wallen on there. Uh, Justin yep. Moore and Cole Swindell. Those are. Oh, no, wow. Me. There you go. Country wow. boy. Yeah. Cole. I like Hot it. in the streets. All right. Of all your teammates, who's the easiest money to take from on the golf course? Uh, Just bury him. Probably not. Uh, uh, I would yeah, say Michael sure. Cheers, but he's he's become really good on our home course, so he, he might not want to play him there. Uh, maybe uh, Jansen Preston. Okay, Jansen Preston. Yeah. ATM machine, got it. Perfect. Always good yeah. to have a couple pigeons on the squad. You know what I yeah. mean? Little thanks, Jansen. Little uh, disposable that was income. Yeah, I had them. Don't ever, don't ever <laughs> even pretend to call me yeah. a pigeon. I was a hawk. We'll, we'll right, shut uh, the box money. That's what I was just about to get to. Best card game on the road to play with friends. Blackjack. Oh yeah. Blackjack. Who's You're... the house? I'll sign up Ooh. for that. Uh, that's assuming we have we have chips. But uh, yeah, we I learned how to play gin this year from our assistant coach, so we'll play we play a little bit of gin. Yes, I like that. Give me this uh, shut the box game we were talking about before we came on. I need to I need to know what this is. Yeah, so it's there's two dice and there's this box with numbers one through nine on it, like little like flaps, I guess, like tabs. And so you roll the dice and like say you roll a like first roll you roll a four and a five, it's nine. So you can either shut like the nine tab or like a combination of numbers that adds up to nine and the goal is to like shut all of the numbers down and um so like we'll play like five dollars a roll and if you if you shut the box like the goal is to have the least the lowest number left Mm -hmm. so like if you roll like a four and a like if you roll a four and a five again and the only numbers you have are like six and two then you can't do anything so like your number is eight and so like at the end you try and have the lowest number possible but if you shut the box it like doubles the money from each person so like the other night we were playing we played for like an hour and a half and there were like six of us so like if you shut the box you won like 60 bucks that uh that roll um so but they can and like if you tie if it's two tie all tie and then you put your money back in again so like you're kind of like yeah it can get kind of pricey and like if you go on a cold streak you can be you can be down a lot of money just a full-on degenerate game with no yeah no not really skill all luck yes perfect sounds incredible sign yeah. me up all right twitter or instagram instagram yeah do you do tiktok or any of that i don't have tiktok but neither and i feel yeah, like stay tuned a, on that just a rabbit hole that you can go down there there yeah. are some funny tiktoks out there that i've seen but i'm not one to sit on tiktok all day Good man. Sleeze. We need to get sleeves on the TikToks. Get I don't even know. To be, this is how old I am. I don't even know what, Just start what it really is. It's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, get sure. a billion followers. Yeah. Retire. You, you you could quit the, you could just do the podcast and that's it. Done. Podcast Sounds incredible. TikTok. <laughs> I'm signing up right after this. All right. Give me this last Netflix show you binge watched. Uh, The Lincoln Lawyer. I watched it. Oh, yeah. You know, at maybe like right before nationals that was the last show i watched on on netflix yeah i need to get on that I've seen it popping Lincoln up lawyer I haven't yeah seen that one yeah i think they had a it's movie with McConaughey. I, it, 
and it's only it's only like 10 episodes and they're only like they're like 45 minutes each so you can watch it pretty fast perfect give me this since you were born in 2003 like give me your first master's memory mm. 2019 <laughs> tiger was in 2019 yeah i mean oh, God. The, the one that i really like remember watching intensely was spieth or no it was bubba in 2012 okay that was one i remember the hook shot around the tree that yeah. uh, that's kind of my most vivid memory from i guess i would have been uh, i would have been eight about to turn nine yeah so. have you ever been there i have yeah i've been to the master's twice maybe and then i was fortunate to play it a couple of years ago oh really does not vanderbilt in, go out the there masters but uh <laughs> in does December. the team go out there once a year still or is that uh, not yeah the, the um a donor will take the seniors so the seniors went this year the seniors yeah, yeah i remember what's back in his name I was, uh, uh toby, toby. Oh. yep yeah there you go toby yeah he used to be the starter yeah the masters he did yeah he's, he's still good every single year but I'm, he, I know he wasn't the starter this year. Yeah. Good guy to sure. know. Good guy. Toby. All right. E9, or you got some more? I got one more. Give All me right. the thing you're best at other than golf. Uh, shut the box. Shut the box. <laughs> no, not shut the box. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good blackjack player. I'm, like, pretty disciplined. Uh, you, you get out when you need to get out. <laughs> But uh God, MGM's about to start sending you invites. Yeah, here. you're about to get three it. years from now. Call us. You're about to get well, it. Give me an NIL deal. NIL deal with yeah. Aria upcoming. Perfect. No problem at <laughs> Stand all. Stand by. I've donated enough money to them. I'm sure they'd love to help you out. All right, Gordon. We <laughs> yeah. we got we're going to the emergency nine now. We do this with everyone. Nine fun questions right. to learn even more about you. And we ask this to everyone. You can trade lives and be somebody else for a day. Dead, alive, whatever. You get to be them for a day. Who's it gonna be? The first person that popped to mind was Charlie Woods. Just hang out with Tiger all day. <laughs> That's <laughs> a first for want. us. But I feel like that one wouldn't be too bad. Maybe take the boat out for a spin. Yep. Great answer. You got the house all to yourself, probably. Not a bad spot. Yeah. Well, play, play, play 18 with Tiger and then just go back to the house and do what I want. Yeah, it's a good life. The more okay, I think it. about it, that's a sharp answer. All right, we were talking about the NIL a little bit earlier. Let's say you get an NIL deal in Nashville. You get anything in that town for free for a year. What place do you want? It could be a restaurant. You could get a car, whatever uh, you want. It, it either has to be Martin's Barbecue or maybe like some bar on Broadway. Martin's Barbecue, I've been there. They have a big stage there in live music. That place is great, right? No, that's... Uh, Martin's have a stage. Martin's is not on Broadway. There's a no, no. I know it's it's right off. It's right by the Omni, right? I thought that's I where Fleener so. took us. I don't <laughs> know. We got conflicting. Either way, there. there's a lot of great yeah. places there. I'll, I'll take any of them. All right, the people from Martin's, listen up. Give give my man yeah. a deal. Let the kid eat. He's only got 194 ball speed. We got to put a little beef on this kid. Yeah, we we might better get 200 if we if we get free Martin's. Exactly. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> All right, let's say your favorite country singer is playing at a bar that's 21 and up only. Which singer would you be willing to risk showing a fake ID to get into and listen to? You wouldn't do it, but let's just say. Yeah, you would. You this really want to see this guy. Who would it be? I mean, I feel like I got to say Morgan Wallen because I know like all of his songs. And it's like, it's pretty likely that he might be singing at a bar. Pretty maybe, good chance. maybe I can just like sneak in or something. Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, he's, he's just man's fine. got some talent. He, 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 he plays a decent amount of golf, which is kind of living the life. Yeah, him 
him and like Luke Combs, every song that comes out is just number one hit automatically. Yeah. Yeah, all those dudes, they don't yeah. miss. They don't miss. Um, all right, give me this if there is one. I don't know. Times have changed a little bit, but give me the worst thing you had to do as freshman initiation on the team. We had to uh, the like this is just like a team specific thing. Every year when we go on our team retreat, the freshmen have to do a skit, and uh, yes. we did our skit was we. It wasn't really a skit. We just went through and like roasted everybody on the team, and so I had I got the pleasure of roasting the assistant coach, and my roommate got the got to roast the head coach. So that was it was like a little awkward trying to find the the right things to say while not <laughs> getting on the wrong side. <laughs> That's a tough situation. We were trying to make friends. All right, roast the head coach. Yeah. How'd that go over? Yeah, what'd you say? It was good. We we it wasn't it wasn't too bad. We I mean we roasted the players a little bit more than we roasted the players first, just kind of set the tone and then and then drew it back a little bit for the coaches, but still still let them have it a little bit. Yeah, be easy on the guys that can make you run the bleachers and everything nonstop. Yeah. Yep, great job, Gordon. See you at six. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next next one. What was your TV show of choice during NCAA's? <laughs> Cole, so Sherwood and I watched, uh, we roomed together, and we, I don't remember how we started watching this show called To Catch a Smuggler. It's about, like, people trying to, like, smuggle drugs in the United States. That that was on the TV a lot. <laughs> I heard there was also Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid was on the morning <laughs> of the – it might have been the morning of the final round, but uh, I don't remember. Hey, it's good luck. Yeah. It's good luck. It's Whatever like it takes. Most of my nights in Nashville. <laughs> Naked and Afraid? Yep. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, I think that's a good that's show they to end learn up. what not to do. But Yep. Naked and afraid. That's go. the one where they just park on an island and they're naked and they got to survive for a while or whatever. Yeah, it's like 30 days or something. It's hell of a show. That I'm hell not interested in. Yep. All right. To catch a smuggler. I like that. All right. Here we go. High school golf. Uh, I found this out. You used to make the guys whose score didn't count on your team do something embarrassing, do like embarrassing TikToks. Give me the worst one you ever saw. Oh, actually. Or like, did you ever have to do them? So so we had we did uh we had like an instagram account we did like drop score interviews like so if you were the drop score we did you had to like do an interview <laughs> of like why you were the drop score um that's great i like that actually, that's, like, that's good the t so the, i think we did i think at, at state we we came up with the idea of doing the tiktoks and I, I don't remember if the person ever did the tiktoks i might have to follow up on that but they were supposed to um, but if y'all got any suggestions for good TikToks to do, you can let me know and we can, we can make it happen. That is a fantastic rule. Drop score interview yes. is a great idea. That so is, you just, you just put the phone up to him and say like, Hey, why so did you it suck like, today? It's yeah. like a three minute video of just a person explaining, going through their round and just explain to why they shot the highest score on the team. It's okay. Really can, good idea. Can y'all please start doing this at Vanderbilt yes. next we, season? We need to, if we, if we can get, we might. We, we, we might sponsor those this. would explode yeah I golf subpar and like they were like funny ones too just kind of like yeah just mess around a little bit because you know how high school ah. golf is like there's definitely every anything and everything going on so they, they were pretty good drop score interviews brought to you by golf subpar yeah dude we this might need to be, be a part run. of that walk us through all 77 of those shitty shots you hit <laughs> <Yeah>. today <laughs> we might need to start doing it man. we if i think we should we should make the if the fresh one of the freshmen or drop scores we'll, we'll make them do it next year I keep like us that. keep us updated yeah. on this. We want to be involved in this. This is good. Right. anything uh, that can bring shame and embarrassment. All we're all here. <laughs> we're, we're here for it. Yeah. All right. You can play with any current PGA Tour player. Who would it be, and where would you play? Uh, 
Probably like Justin Thomas at uh, Pine Valley, maybe. Mm, very Pine nice. Valley. Good scoop. He's got I a little like... Justin Thomas look to him, by the way. Now you got another look I'm about to get yeah. through here in a second. <laughs> JT at Pine Valley. That's a pretty good that's one. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Both solid picks. All right. Speaking of what you look like, have you ever tried to sneak into a bar in Nashville by telling them you're Brant Snedeker's twin brother? I have not. We you, was, have I, you not I, got we, that before? No, but there was actually son. There's this there's <laughs> yeah, this one point. bar that's 18 and over, and and um, the bouncer was telling us that Brant Snedeker used to come there all the time. But so I don't. I don't you look the saw the the familiarity between me and him or not, but I don't know. Had to have. He's sharp. You take the hat off, and it's it's a lot. Yeah, a lot similar. My don't maybe my, try that. I, yeah, at the Northeast Dam this week, that I came straight off the plane, off uh, no shower in the morning to take my picture, and my hair was not very sharp looking. <laughs> Perfect. But I love, real quick, since you're on that, you're at the Northeast Dam right now, which is one of the best amateur tournaments in the world. What's your schedule like this summer? Uh, yeah, I'm playing Northeast Dam, then going straight to Palmer Cup, and then taking a little bit of time off in, in July, and then playing Western M and USM um where is palmer cup uh it's in switzerland at oh cool. okay. yeah i'm not i'm not 100 sure what the golf course is i tried to look it up but like the website for the golf course was all in french so i kind of kind of had to steer away from it <laughs> all right fair enough well good luck with That's you helpful. make it over there yeah we'll, all right last there, it's a success perfect last one you're a tennessee titan fan correct a little bit yeah okay i was told you are so let's just Imagine that you are. Okay, what falls harder, a defensive back when Derrick Henry runs over them or you over your golf bag in front of the girls at the hotel at NCAAs? I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it'd have to be Derrick Henry because, like, if, if, the, if, I, if I'll take a fall every single week to win the golf tournament, but I'm not getting tackled by Derrick Henry. <laughs> Fair. T- take us through that situation outside the hotel. Did you see some attractive girls or what exactly happened? I, I think I got put in like a spin cycle because the hotel was a little, a little confusing and we, we got lugging the golf clubs in the, in the um, clothes bag around. I think I got going the wrong way. And then someone told me it was the other way. And uh, the eyes were all over the place, I guess. And we just had, we just took a tumble. <laughs> it happens, dude. It right. Happens in front of them. Yeah. It's a tough look. You bounce back. Tell them you're NCAA champ. They won't, they won't yeah. remember the fall. <laughs> One year. One year at Quail Hollow, I was walking to the 10th tee, and there was these rather attractive girls, which there's a lot of them there. And I'm walking, and I'm looking, I just, bam, right into a trash can. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hey, girls, how are you? See you uh, later. See you after the round. Sign whatever <laughs> you want. If you play it off, play it off, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah just like, own it. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Well, players, Gordon, players fall down sometimes. Gordon, man, it's really been fun sitting down with you. We really appreciate it. Best of luck the rest of the summer. And we got we to gotta get this. Yeah, this uh, no-count, inter- what is it? Drop score. Drop, drop score, score interview. interview going. Drop score. Keep us updated drop on that. We need, a, we need a part a, of that. And a golf subpar uh, shut the box game going. Done. Oh, yeah. I love like it. that. A little collabo. Awesome, Done. man. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. Thank y'all. See y'all. All right. Well, that was the young phenom, Gordon Sargent, joining us on golf subpar. I mean, winning NCAAs as a freshman. What a – I mean, it was just right down the road from us there at Greyhawk. The guy's got over 190 ball speed. It was 170 pounds. So how is this shit possible? I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's just a different world watching these kids out there this day. It's also very 
sad when we're interviewing guys and they don't, they weren't even alive for Tiger's win in 97 at the Masters. Okay. Yeah, remember that? Is that what got you in go? Oh, you weren't even born yet. Your parents probably hadn't even met yet. I mean, it's just it's like us talking about Nicholas or something like that. I'm like, damn, we are officially old as balls now. Get used to it. We're going to get a lot of that in the future on this show. Damn. Yeah, no question. But man, the, the, kids, kids the kids got some swag. I like it. Oh, yeah. Super well-spoken, super nice kid. Talked to some friends of his down in Birmingham. They had nothing but nice things to say about the guy. I mean, he's one of those guys that I think, I mean, he's going to have the option to turn pro whenever he wants. But right now he's electing to stay, which is probably a good decision and um, and just add to what he's doing right now in the amateur world. But he's the new breed, man. We're seeing it more and more. These kids are coming out. It's no longer like distance is a nice thing to have. It's a mandatory thing to have now. And this kid, I mean, just coming out as a freshman, he's already kind of got it figured out and uh we got to get him on, on him early, Colt, because we're going to want him in a few years when he's coming out, turning pro, and and uh, winning PJ Tour events. He's just got to work on not falling on his face in front of some pretty girls, because there's a lot right. of them in Nashville. That'll be the – if he keeps winning a lot of golf tournaments, he could probably do whatever he wants, still be okay. But, yeah, in the time being, it might be helpful not to fall on your face. But it happens. You know, sometimes you, you get caught looking. It does. Well, it's time to step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no-sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. All right, it's the Open Championship, Slees, the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. We got all kinds of bets to fire on. We got head-to-head matchups, outright winners, top 10s, top 20s. Um, You name it, you can bet it over at FanDuel. Your bet of the week actually hit last week. Cam Smith, the top 20. My man Terrell Hatton bogeyed the last. cost me mine, so I'm a little angry. At him, and we're probably not as angry as he was at himself, but that's a story for another day. But let's go. Let's go to the Open Championship. It's time to make some money. Obviously, I mean, the field is just an absolute choke. Roy McIlroy is your favorite. No surprise. All right, Slazer, so I'm going to let you start it off this week because I'm interested to see who you pick, and I got a fun little stat to throw at you. And by the way, our friends over at FanDuel are doing something really cool this week. If you pick the if you, if you go out there and you pick an outright winner, if he doesn't win – but he finishes in the top 20, you can get up to 25 bucks back on your bet. So pretty good deal. Yeah, it's a nice little deal. Bad beat, finish 19th, get a little clip back. It's good. Keep keep him coming back. All right, Colt. I was pretty convinced going into this week I was going to take Roy McIlroy. He's your betting favorite at 10 to 1. However, with the recent happenings with Xander Schauffele, I made the same mistake with Scotty Scheffler leading up to the Masters. I was like, how can you keep winning? It's got to stop at some point. Nope. Boom. Then, of course, what happens? I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I'm going Xander Schauffele. He's going off at 13-1. to 1. He's won two in a row. Three if you count the J.P. McManus. Nobody playing better golf. And I think he's just hungry. I don't think he's like content that he just won a couple times. I think he wants major championships. I got to go with Xander. I'm going to kick myself afterwards. So there he is, 13-1. to 1. All right. Well, you might kick yourself after I read you this little stat that a friend shared with me. So eight of the last ten Open champions at St. Andrews finished in the top three at the Masters that year. So if you go back to that leaderboard, obviously Scotty Scheffler was your champion. Roy McIlroy finished second. Cam Smith tied for third with Shane Lowry. And I'm going with my brother from another mother, Shane Lowry. 20 to 1. I love the odds. Nick Faldo has been on him all year. He said Shane Lowry is hoisting the Claret Jug at St. Andrews. It's a perfect fit. And I think the Claret Jug has finally recovered from spending two years with Shane Lowry. And I think he's ready to get amongst it again. Um that stat is just incredible to me, to me what, when they sent that to me. So I'm going Shane Lowry at 20 to 1 is my favorite. Okay. The Jolly Irishman. I'm not a big stat guy. Uh, I'm going to just leave it in God's hands this week, and I'm, I'm going to continue to ride with Xander. But I don't hate the Shane Lowry bet at all, and I would actually be 
very happy that Claret Jug might um, have second thoughts about going back in his possession for a while. But um, all right, Shane Lowry, your favorite. I'm taking Xander Shoffley. My long shot Colt going a little bit down here, but not terribly far down. You got it's crazy. Like you know, Tiger's like 60 to one. After that, it really spreads out. But I'm going with Max Homa, 45 <laughs> to one. All right, a respectable 16th last week at the Scottish Open. Loves Lynx golf. Was actually getting out there and playing a little extra Lynx golf in between rounds at uh, North Berwick. It's North Berwick, you moron. First off, but yeah, yes, Berwick. That's what I said, dude. It. You don't know how they pronounce it over there, dude. You're not. You're not a local. Don't tell me. How. It's like color and color and favorite and all I the just, spellings and stuff, dude. I just lived on the 16th hole for the last week. I mean, what do I no, know? No, it's about very the open no for deal. interpretation. But I'm going with Max Homa, 45 to one. No, he doesn't have a ton of links experience but not out of the realm of possibility. And he seems to love it more than anything. So uh, I'm going to go with Maxi, 45 to one. Never had a top 10 in the major, but I think the time is now. I also am going with Max Homa at 45 to one. Um, watching him practice over there with Mark Blackburn, play a lot of golf, played fantastic on Saturday. Honestly, I think the extra golf, I mean, he, he kind of told me he was tired. Um, it, it wore him out a little bit. He shot four over on his back nine on Sunday. I and mean, he was, he was right there in the mix on, on the front nine Sunday. So, I also am going Max Homa as my long shot, forty-five to one. I think the time is now for Max. If the ball is running, playing firm and fast, I, I think he's got a great chance. That's scary. That's scary when we line up. And yeah, I can't remember another PGA Tour player um, ever really that's after his competitive round on the PGA Tour gone out to somewhere else and played in between well, and walked. Well, just talking to him. First off, they all they all walk over there. There's not many golf carts in Scotland. Um, but he just, he needs more experience on links golf and he, that golf course is one of the best in the world. He's, you know, if he's seen pictures of it in the past, he's always wanted to play it. And it was right there. And he's like, you know what? I, I'm more focused about St. Andrews. I'm going to go enjoy this week. Yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I think that top first top 10 in a major, he's got his best one at uh, Southern Hills to date with the 15th. I think he only improves on that. Let's go maxi double up. All right. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code SUBPAR to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Also remember, if you bet an outright winner, he doesn't win, finishes top 20, you get 25 bucks back. So pretty good deal there. Must be 21 years or older and present Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, New Jersey, or New York, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. Refunded issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, New Jersey, and Illinois. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. All right, Sleaze, that was a fun one. And we got another good one coming your way next week. We got a man who knows what it's all what it's all about to compete in major championship, Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup. Hunter Mayhan Mayhan joins us. It's a lot of fun. We'll talk to you on next week's golf subpar. So